The following content was slightly delayed because we spent way too much time checking our bank accounts to see if our stimulus checks hit. Start the show. Still refreshing. Still refreshing. Still refreshing. Still nothing. I'm a little offended because I I specifically got my taxes out of the way very quickly uh, because I heard that people who got their tax returns in quickly were going to take a priority. I can't be that. Well, you know, I can't be that mad because the ink wasn't dry. Yeah. Before they started getting them shits off. Yeah, I, I I definitely sent my tax return off as quickly as possible many weeks ago. So uh, Like I heard like like the, the ink was drying when I got my refund, my tax refund. <laughs> yeah. Like I wanted it to be that quick. Um niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I am convinced that y'all niggas. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna go down that line. It was. Not, it was. Gonna, it was gonna be COVID related. I'm not gonna do that. Oh shit! It was gonna be COVID related. Uh, no, nah, I'm good. Um, I'm D Randall. I'm. I'm. I'm good. <laughs> it's all peace. It's all peace. Episode one twenty nine. That sounds about right. Episode one twenty nine. Shout out to all our new listeners. Yep. Uh, how the fuck are y'all here? <laughs> Glad y'all caught up. Glad y'all caught up. Glad you're here. I hope you don't regret it. Uh, shout out to our new listeners. Shout out to our old listeners. Shout out to shout out to the day ones. Yeah. There are a handful of people that went out of their way to backtrack and listen to episode one. Damn. And go forward. I can't even do that. Um, I I, I want to shout out uh, Brandy, who I believe has done this. Uh, she is, I believe she's caught up. She might be like an episode or two behind at this point. Her brain is not melted out of your ears yet. <laughs> Like she started this sometime like in the fall, mm. um, and I, I I don't know how she's not tired of my voice. This is how you spend your pandemic, huh? This is how this is how she spent her pandemic. Okay, uh, salute to her. We gotta do we gotta do some kind of like merch gift basket something. Okay, I'm gonna come up with something to do for her. Um, I feel I feel like I want to do something going into if we get to spend this anniversary amongst humans. If I think it's gonna the way it's looking, I think it's gonna end up being a thing where like it's gonna be just all vaccinated people. Yeah. Um. But spending this time among humans, I think I want to do something different for this anniversary, where we salute the listeners. Mm. You know, get them drunk. Well, and also get them drunk. Oh, that, yes, I mean that'll happen regardless. You know, like Michael Scott has the the Dundies, <laughs> <laughs> the, o, uh, the OWBs. You know, uh, the, maybe we'll do the OWBs or something. I don't know. I'm just I'm just playing with. It. Yeah, I do that sometimes. I'll just brainstorm on air, and it just turns into a thing. I was gonna call them the Blackies, but that would be the Black. Nah, I don't know about that. Slightly one. problematic. A little bit. Little bit. We don't want. You know, we got white listeners. We don't want them getting too yeah. comfortable. Uh, we don't want them also getting blackies. <laughs> I got a blackie. 
Imagine A.A. Ron taking home the Blackie <laughs> for, you know. Um, Probably most purchased merch. Yeah. Most purchased merch. <laughs> strongest whiskey delivered. Oh, know? damn. Definitely strongest whiskey delivered. You get the Blackie. You get <laughs> And he has to explain that to his black wife. Oh man, don't yeah, don't take that story. Actually, to work I with would you. have to explain it to her. Sorry. I would say, <laughs> don't take that to work with you. Um, we're gonna go ahead as we like to do and start with uh, love. Why the fuck is Aaron spelled with two A's? I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's not to be fair. It's not the only way. Aaron is spelled. But like the popular version of it is spelled with two A's. Like, sure. White folks just had extra A's laying around. Like, fuck it. I'm going to throw it at the beginning of the, of the name. Just uh, uh, Fair. Fair. I, I'm sure there's a more a more, a, a more educated explanation for that. Uh, probably but so. But I'm drinking vodka too. I was going to say, there's probably, there's, there's all, uh, let me tell you something. There's a more e- educated explanation for a lot of the shit we do. Mm-hmm. But uh, this isn't really the podcast for that. You know, we're we're not really we're not really trying to expand your mind. If we do, you know, congratulations, and that is a that that is a that is a, a side note. Yeah. Um, we like to give facts the way we see them. <laughs> you know, if it ends up being factual, you know, so be it. That's a bonus. That's a bonus. We're 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 here to get drunk and get our shit off and. Uh, you know, forget about our working class lives. Um, flowers go to Clarissa Shields, who has become the who has become the first a black woman, by the way, mm-hmm. who has become the first boxer ever to become undisputed champ in two different weight classes. Yeah. No, Jones. we gotta hear her with the air horns for that oh, shit. Right. I hear with the applause. Yeah. Um, Roy Jones couldn't even do that. She is now. The unified WBC, WBO, IBF, and WBA Super Junior Middleweight World Champion. Damn. This picture has her with like five belts. Like her, the little waistband on her boxer shorts should just say, but can you whip my ass though? For, for real. <laughs> for real. And I felt like we had to highlight this because this is a black woman. She, she cute, by the way. Um... Like, because I know last week, I definitely gave all these props to Amanda Nunez, um, who has just wrecked, uh, I believe, two different classes. But um, she's just, until she goes up a class, which I don't think she is, she's just unfuckwittable. And she's still unfuckwittable. We don't have to pit women against each other. She's still unfuckwittable in her, in, in, in when it comes to MMA. And I don't think there's anybody left to dispute it at this point. I think she's literally run out of suitable contestants yeah she's just gonna have to start fighting the niggas you know it's awesome if you know how you know how you know when you're out there in the streets and and a chick starts to you know talk shit to you and you you like as a dude i can't you know i can't hit a woman i won't hit a woman but i'm gonna get my cousin she'll whoop your ass yeah. <laughs> imagine if clarissa's your cousin like hey hey bruh take care of my lightweight for me <laughs> well everybody already know that and that that reputation ain't going nowhere because that didn't start in a vacuum. Clarissa been whooping ass yeah. since since the fourth grade. I gotta see how many brothers she got. You know, the first fight I ever lost. I don't. I. I. I'm a grown man, so I'm not ashamed to say this. First fight I ever lost to a woman. I mean, we don't. Ha- you comfortable talking about this, bro? This is like sixth grade. Like 
So I got in a fight with a dude at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. This is why I was taking the, the school bus with everybody else. I got in a fight with this dude. I don't know what he said to me. We're sixth graders. It don't matter. All he had to say was your mama. Exactly. And I was bigger and I was bigger than everybody else. So not only did I have hands, but I could just wrestle you to the ground and put the hands on you. Yeah. And so I did. And to be fair, he was significantly smaller than me. And out of nowhere, I have him down on the ground. Out of nowhere, in the corner of my eye, I just see a huge, enormous fist. Wallop. Wop. Wop. Damn. The fuck off of my brother. I didn't know who that woman was at all. I was one of them kids where I didn't know everybody's alliances and connections. So I knew her, but I didn't know she was this man. She was this man's brother, or I wouldn't have started no shit. And she, two, no, three pieced me. Damn. Now to be fair, Damn. I wasn't looking. I should have been looking. She Protect did, yourself at all times. The- she three pieced the fuck out of me. And, you know, I was in sixth grade. She had to have been, like, in seventh or eighth grade. And I don't think she would have a problem with me saying she was a thick bitch. And tore my ass off the bone. So, I don't, I, you know, I don't doubt any woman yeah. out here. But Clarissa Shields, that shit doesn't happen in a vacuum. It takes a real man to admit that. And look. Black women out here got to handle themselves. They got they they got to know that shit. They got to be able to handle themselves. What was her name? Tiffany. She can handle herself. <laughs> she can handle herself, and I wasn't looking. My bad. We need to get Tiffany on the show. <laughs> I don't think we that cool. <laughs> Especially after she whipped your ass. I mean, you know, it was sixth grade. I don't give I don't give a damn. And you know, me and her brother, me and her brother, good. Last I checked, shit, that's all that matters. That's all it. I, that's all it is. It's just a matter of respect. And she didn't really have a problem with me after that. Hey, and, and you she know. Had, she did what she had to do. She couldn't come home with her brother holding the nail. And at least you know now you got a Tiffany on your side so that, you know, some shit pops off and you can't hit a woman. <sighs> them hands. And Let me the, get Tiffany. And them hands is real. <laughs> I was the only nigga at the bus stop that didn't know. Them hands was real. Everybody was like, yeah, that was going to happen. Damn. <laughs> um, her brother taught her how to fight. No, no, no. She taught her brother how to fight. <laughs> That, that, nigga, that, nigga, that nigga stayed not having no fucking hands. <laughs> so I wasn't the first. <laughs> shit. Damn. Um, humans ain't shit. I wanted to, I'll, and I don't want to get too much into what inspired this humans ain't shit because we're going to talk about it later after the song. Um, I want people to stop it twofold. One, just because we always have to remind you. It is it's refund season. It's stimulus season. I want to do a major shout out to I want to do a major shout out to all the LLC niggas. First of all, to mind your fucking business and leave people the fuck alone about what they do with their refunds and their stimulus. Mind your fucking business, please. Shut the fuck up. Uh, if there is one thing we have all learned from the pandemic is that we are tired of you pocket watching niggas. Mind your business. Shut the fuck up. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is please stop with the, oh my God, I can't believe y'all are so surprised by this thing. Listen, y'all, 
A lot of awful shit. I mean, 2020 was definitely the year of awful shit taking place. Um, It can have an effect psychologically because when it's just one crazy bullshit thing after another, you tend to, you tend to get fatigued. Yep. That's 100% fair. Um, going into 2021, however, I want to impart upon people to st- and if you're not surprised by a thing, cool. I want people to stop shaming people for being surprised about things. Yeah. Because part of the human condition is having an adverse, passionate reaction to horrible shit. That's what makes it horrible. Right. It makes us cringe. That's what makes it horrible. And I, I just feel like I don't want us to start. I don't want us to get numb. Because when 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 we get numb, I feel like that's when we start when when we get lazy on our laurels and that's when I feel like the bullshit has won. The the main reason why people are surprised or still surprised by things is because we live in a, we live in a society where information is readily available everywhere. And sometimes thrown at us constantly yeah. with the 24-hour news cycle. Right. And we understand that there are people who willfully choose to ignore these things. And they still act in the way that they do, despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary. You don't have to pretend to be surprised every single time it happens. So. Right. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. They still said this. They still said that. And part of the reason, and part of the reason people get a little surprised, is because it's not because we don't know things are bullshit. It's because we know we've known that things are bullshit, and we can't believe that that is still happening in twenty twenty one. Yeah, there are certain things that I just, for the life of me, genuinely cannot believe. People, are, I can't believe that there are men uh, lying to women and saying that they don't eat pussy. That's a lie. That's not a thing in 2021. Either they're lying or they were raised in a fucking barn. Or maybe they can't. Ah. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Didn't think about that one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I think I'm going to have to revisit that in a couple of these conversations mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, Ask them what type of feedback they've gotten from it. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh, you know what? I want to start, well, maybe maybe this is a thing I should say for After Dark, but fuck it. I want to start doing a thing where we do, like, women's Yelp reviews for niggas. Isn't that what... That's uh, a dangerous thing, though. What, 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 what happened? Isn't that what Bumble is for? Oh, oh, maybe it is. I don't know. I, I, well, I, it's becoming a thing. You know, in... Um, on OnlyFans, a popular thing for OnlyFans people to do now. I shit you not. I swear to God. <laughs> a popular thing for OnlyFans people to do now is they'll... You basically send you send your favorite, whoever you're following, you send them a dick pic, and they rate it. Why would you do that? It's why, popular. Why, why would you do that? It's hell... It's, man, I don't understand it. Personally. Maybe people just want... Maybe they just want to be flattered by their favorite, I guess. They just want their favorite. They just want their favorite to go, them. ooh, yummy. They just, yeah, they just want to hear the validation. Mm. They, they, some, 
They don't want to hear the truth. Though. People get well. No, no, no. Uh, let me tell you. Something. People get their confidence. I believe in people being empowered to get their confidence because if nobody had confidence, nothing would ever get done. Yeah. People get their confidence from the strangest places. And if it takes me having Jordan Woods tell me that she likes my dick pic, so be it. If that were happening. Okay. I was, if that were happening, that's not not happening. I was not going to ask the follow up. No, no, that's not happening. Uh, but all that to say, and honestly, I'm not surprised by that. But I'm not shaming people for being surprised that that's a thing that's happening on OnlyFans. Because not everyone OnlyFans the way I do. And I, you know, I'm on the low end. I'm supporting some friends in black business. There we go. You know, you have to do that. You have independent black content. There we go. Needs engaged savvy audiences yes. like us yes i'm just saying i'm just saying i didn't practice that either that is that 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 <laughs> that is my rationale guys <laughs> um but yeah to stop shaming people for being surprised about things you don't know what you don't know you don't you don't know what you don't know and yes there are sometimes when the 24-hour news cycle can get a little tiring and fatigued, but I just don't want us to become numb to things. Yeah. We have to keep acknowledging that shit is fucked up, and we have to keep acknowledging that shit is, that when something's horrible. Or else, what are we doing out here? It, it, that's how the horrible shit wins. Just saying, just a thought. Song of the week, we're going to go with Kyle Lux. Um... This is a song from Kyle Lux. This is a this is off of a 2020 project, I believe, uh, like fall 2020. Uh, the song is called "Are You in Love." Pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're gonna have a good show, and we will be back momentaneously with more opinions. Is, that a word? is not okay. It is, is not. It is now. It is now in this show a All word, right. and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Oh 
I wasn't shy, I could regulate Wait, how could I ask you? I know I have to Just find the words to say that I could finally have you Can't let this pass me, I've gotta catch you Say if you're falling down, it's my cue Are You In Love by Kyle Lux. It's a nice little slow jam bop. like that. Huh. that. Where do you, you find that from? I have no idea. Okay. You know, let me tell you what happens. Um, the, the day of recording, I will just go through either my liked songs on Spotify or I will just look through my Shazam. I Shazam so much shit, I have no idea where any of this comes from. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was doing or listening to. It was uh, probably on the re-up Friday. Yeah. <laughs> you were probably drinking. I was it is likely or or I it this these days it could have come up on Queen Sugar. Mm. That's another one. That's another I just I know I have a handful of shows that are super shazamable. Queen Sugar is at the top of that list. And I will and if I missed anything, I think I'll go to like Tune Find, I think it's called now. Uh, and it has like it chronicles every song that's played on a ton of shows and a ton of movies. Yeah. So it'll go episode three. These songs were playing, and this is the scene it was playing in. Dope. Um, I don't know where I found this song. It's just a bop. Um, if you like any of the songs you're hearing, uh, and you are a Spotify or Apple listener, go 
and find Opinions While Black Featured Music. You will find all these songs, including other great bops by people like uh, Lucky Day, Alex Isley. Um, we got some hip hop on there. Uh, uh, think we have Master Ace. We have Master Ace. Yeah. I is somebody made a joke that was like Oz will find a bop from any fucking artist, no matter how good or bad they are. He will pick out a select bop. Everybody has one. Everybody's got one. It's true. Because my friends still get on me. They're like, why the fuck were you listening to G-Eazy? Even Wale has one. <laughs> Wale has one, yes. Um, that is also on this list. So mm. follow that. I update it every week uh, as the show gets updated. Uh, and there you have that. Uh, let's see what has been going on this week. Um good place to start well I guess we can start with the Megan and Harry interview mm. I wasn't gonna watch this just because I don't I just saw the highlights I don't know what it is about me and Oprah uh talking about the performative <laughs> journalism well you know what Every because everybody was like man this interview Oprah was people really treat Oprah like she was the Bruce Lee of interview journalism and I don't get it. I really hate the way that Oprah interviews. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, is that your Oprah? That is my that is my Oprah, yes. It is my Oprah. Okay, yeah. That's about right. Yeah. Um, Oprah interviewed Megan and Harry. Um I don't want to get into the whole politics of Oprah doing this interview. Um, this just, I think this was just the the best choice that Meghan and Harry could come up with for who to interview with. I, I don't blame them. I will say it was the right person. Yeah. To interview. I, I don't, I can't think of. Really, Except maybe Gail. I don't know. Eh, I mean, that's Oprah. Yeah, that's basically. Diet, that's Diet Oprah. Right. Uh, I, I think, well, I think Gail would have done a better interview. But in terms of, you know, the scale of the interview and, and the intended audience, I, I think Oprah is the right person um, to talk to. Correct. Uh, to, to have that interview. Right. And I'm glad she did, especially being a black woman. And as, as high profile as the things that are going on with them are, I think that, I, that probably requires a high profile entity. Yeah, exactly. Um, to to magnify that out in the in the I don't I don't think this would have gotten as much traction had this had had she sat down had she sat down with you know fucking Page Six or TMZ or Trevor Noah or Trevor Noah <laughs> yeah I have to say Trevor Noah is out there these days hey and he's giving me hope for fellow niggas with pandemic hair they didn't went to the Grammys with pandemic hair. Look like the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> that nigga look like the three day weekend. You know. No. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um. So the interview, uh, the main things you, the main things I took from the interview was that, um, as will come as no surprise, the British royal family is super duper fucking racist. <gasps> I mean, gasp. I mean, and, you know, we had an idea of that. This is one of the worst bloodlines in human history. 
Um, I'm not shaming anybody for not being in on that. And that was another thing I wanted to touch on was that a lot of people on social media were trying to drag Megan because it's weird saying Megan because whenever I say Megan, I immediately think of Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, <laughs> Two very different body types. As sir. any adult cis, <laughs> cis male probably does. <laughs> um. But I think and it was this whole thing of well, she didn't know who she was getting into. She didn't know who she was getting into bed with. She knew, or she didn't. She must not have done her research on the royals. She did. She did. She went to. I guarantee you, she went to middle school just like everybody else. I guarantee it. Um, what what? Anyone who has been in a relationship with someone and then met their family. And didn't get along too well with their family, knows exactly what this is like. Precisely. Like, yes, you can you can read all you want to about the the royal family. You can know their lineage. You can know their history of colonialism and inbreeding and all that shit. Um, you can know that their family tree is a closed circle. Uh, you can know all these things about them, and still fall in love with this one person that you fall in love with and then come around those people and see firsthand like, oh, y'all really ain't shit. And the vibes are way different. Yeah, y'all really ain't shit. I have dated a white woman before. I went through the politics in my head of how that was going to go. What happened in reality versus the politics in my head did not match. And what happened in reality was far worse. Yeah! I'm convinced that if that woman's mother ever sees me again on the street, she will notify the police. <laughs> Guaranteed. That's a that's a that's a flat guarantee. I don't have to question that at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and again, anyone who's anyone who's on Well, first of all, for anyone who's on that, you know, ah, she should have known better whatever blah blah blah, shouldn't have gotten involved. Realize also that they as a response to that, to what they encountered, they got the fuck away from their family. And, you know, they're like, I, hey, boy Harry was like, man, I, I, I'll, I'll give up my kingdom. I'll give up the bread, all this shit. I don't give a fuck just to get away from y'all raggedy motherfuckers. You ain't never seen the Princess Diaries in like that. Yeah. So, so for all, for all that y'all are saying about it, you know, in this interview, obviously is coming after they've taken action. Like, it got so bad that, like they stayed with Tyler Perry, y'all. Oh, it, <laughs> so after all that, you know, they decided that what they have together as a family is is strong enough that it doesn't need to be, you know, fucked up with these, um, you know, Cockney hillbillies, <laughs> if you want to call them that, and for her to talk about this after the fact with Oprah. So that you niggas can get some insight on what was really going down behind the scenes. Because the other part of it is, of course she knew what they were like. But she's also she's also talking to white people. 100%. That, and, that, and that's what y'all got to realize. Like the, the people who are in the most shock are the, the people who are in denial about this. Like, I can't believe that. No, not my queen. Correct. My queen did not. No, not my queen. No. Yes. Her and the whole raggedy clan. Yes. Your leaders shit. did this. Yeah. So that's so black folks were like, we've been known this shit. 
It's the white folks that are like, oh, I would never. And 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 not only that, for me, it's the fact that everybody everybody in the community decided to jump over the fact that this is so horrible. And the reason this is so horrible is because everybody forgets that Prince Harry's mother, Harry's mother went through the same shit. Yes. And this is what ultimately led to her death. And he knows this. And he knows this. He's had to live with this all his life. And he saw history repeating itself. Yep. And he saw his family being 100% cool with history repeating itself. And and got his and got his his family the fuck out of Dodge. Yep. Trust fund, money, title, whatever be damned. He did the shit y'all wanted Jamie Lannister to do in the final <laughs> in, in, in the final season of the Game of Thrones. Yeah. And you niggas missed all of that. All of it. And decided to say, fuck this girl, just because she's light skinned, and multiple things can be true, y'all. We can have a discussion about how, yes, light skin privilege is a thing. And yes, Meghan Markle probably has received a degree of light skin privilege over her over her time on this earth as a human. That did not matter to the royals. That was still I wanted to set in everybody's mind that that was still too black. Yeah. Meghan Markle a shade, uh, just a shade darker than Angela from The Office. <laughs> that was still too black. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I don't understand why everybody's so up her ass about being like, I've never seen her in an interview. I don't know much about Meghan Markle, but I haven't seen an interview. I haven't seen her quoted as anything that would tell me that she doesn't understand how light skin privilege works and or suggesting that she doesn't know that she benefits from that. I think we look over that too. We see someone light skin, we assume that they've just had it easy. Apparently she was not experiencing light skin privilege in Buckingham, in Buckingham Palace. Palace. Not at all. And I think that, that people could get over how woke they have to seem on the internet to have a little bit of sympathy for someone going through this, who didn't ask for this, whose child didn't ask for this. Right. That's another thing. There's a child involved in all this history repeating itself and them going down the same road as Princess Di. Mm -hmm. There's a child in that. Yep. And I don't think that's fair to that kid. But everybody has is in such a fucking rush to be so woke it's to a point now where when we talk about colorism, it's just everybody in a race to tell light-skinned or mixed people to shut the fuck up. Whether or not they've done anything. I feel like a lot of people are just jealous. I feel like a lot of people on both sides just feel like as a relatively unknown actress, so to speak, because I don't know a single person who's admitted to watching Suits, but apparently it's a popular show. Apparently so. She makes more money than Harry. Yeah. Um, I think people are just like, why her? Why was she chosen? Why was she picked? I'm sure the family felt that way. A lot of you niggas felt that way. Um, Harry, you know, look, you know it's real because Harry knew what the fuck was up with his family and was still like, yes. 
Yes, I would like to. I would like to knock that down. One hundred. Yes, madam. I don't blame him. He knows a black woman is God, regardless of the shade. One hundred percent. And she and she is attractive. She's she's cute. She is attractive. I'll give her that. She's attractive. Um, and for me, this all seemed genuine. This is somebody that watches reality TV, by the way. This all seemed a level of genuine to me. That where I could put my wokeness to the side and have empathy for another human being who, as far as I know, hasn't done shit to anybody. As far as I know. And also, this is kind of the dream. This is the dream. This is the thing that people want. You want you want someone to love you so much they look and say, fuck their family. We're going to make a life of our own. Mm. But none of you have ever gotten that. No. So y'all fucking salty. And there's some and there's some motherfuckers where y'all were too chicken shit. A lot of y'all are just waiting for a callback. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of y'all are waiting for that extra swipe right. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all are still on red. You know. A lot of y'all are still on red. Y'all y'all are waiting for that shit. And you just it, you know, it it the lack of empathy, man, for me it just it's disheartening, and I feel like I, I feel like culturally, a lot of us dropped the ball on this one. This was this was something we could have had a lot of real unpacking and real discussions about racism and colorism and the and the and how that translates from culturally from one continent to the next, because we forget that black people live other places than here. Um, and we really could have had some discussions about the diaspora. And no, everybody just wanted to, everybody just wanted to drop the ball and say I told you so, mm-hmm. which is just the most petty shit to me. Um, what else is going on? Kirk Franklin, that happened last night or this weekend. <laughs> Kirk Franklin apparently got into a shouting match with his son, and used uh an arsenal of expletives mm-hmm. uh, some of which kind of violent toward his son and his son recorded the whole thing and um posted it online for all the world and all the blogs to see yeah. i'm not so concerned about this situation so much as i am the discourse that it resulted in because a lot of y'all are showing y'all's tendencies and for all the talk about losing generational curses, some of y'all are very desperate to hold on to some gen- to for to some very popular generational curses. Yeah, some of y'all are real desperate to be uh, Robert Freeman from the Boondocks, <laughs> waving his belt like nunchucks. Yeah. Um, I think that culturally, this is where generations will clash. Um, some of y'all are very in a hurry to hold on to ass whoopings, even though we are seeing from a academic standpoint, Euphonic's mother will tell you this. She, she, she is in child development. It doesn't work y'all. It doesn't work in whatever behavior you're trying to correct. They're just going to go out in the world and do it when they hit 18 or when they go to college or the first time they get a lack of adult supervision. We've known this for some years now. It's been unpacked several times. 
but y'all still feel like kicking your kicking your kid's ass, putting it on uh, YouTube for the world to see, is corrective parenting. That's just my opinion on corrective parenting. But some of y'all are just so. It's not. It's not that y'all do it. It's that y'all are so proud to do it. I beat my kid's ass. I strung that nigga up on the wall and wore his ass out. Y'all, y'all really still living in that kings of comedy joke. You know, I, I the, the thing about you know when I saw the clip about you know pulpit plies, doesn't <laughs> it? Um, the thing that the thing that does disturb me about it is I have seen a number of instances where parents really dress down their kids, whether whether they discipline them physically or not. I, I do Dress remember them down. I remember one specific instance when I was uh, I was taking my niece home from school. This 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 might have been last. Uh, it was whenever the world was still open. Okay, I was taking my niece home from school, and we came to a, a red light. And in the car next to me was a woman who was talking to, I presume, to be her son. Okay, and the kid had to be no no older than like seven or eight years old, and. She's sitting there talking to him. She said, you are a stupid motherfucker. Look at me. You are a stupid sorry motherfucker. Why the fuck would you do that shit? You dumbass nigga. Why the fuck you stupid motherfucker? That's that bullshit. And, I, and I'm just sitting there like, it's one thing to be angry at your child. And it's one thing to yell. And I, you know, I, I know sometimes people get pushed to that point. But the, the way that she talked to him will definitely have a much more adverse effect on him than probably even a physical spanking or anything like that. Cause at that point you are, you're almost projecting your insecurities onto your child. Um, and you, 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 if you have the audacity to call, to talk to someone that way, to call someone a sorry motherfucker, especially someone who's still very early in development like that, it's it's kind of disgusting and to to speak to your point about generational curses even though kirk franklin's son is an adult i believe um what as a parent what do you what do you hope to gain from speaking to your to your child in that manner do you do you think that they're going to take corrective action um do you think that they're going to grow more respect for you no, they're going to put your dumb ass on blast and put you on the internet so you can see how much of a fucking idiot you are for talking to another human being that way. And it's That's not... how I know that wasn't the first time it happened. Oh, it, it happens. I'm sure it happened all the time. And he, he went on and he went and Kirk Franklin went on and said um, publicly that he was like, I, we've had a toxic relationship with my son for a long time. It, 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 you kind of had to say it now. I'm like, here's the bullshit about that, though. You as a parent cannot say I've had a toxic relationship with my son. You say I created a toxic relationship Facts. with my son. Facts. That didn't just happen to happen. As a parent, you 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 set the terms for how exactly. you engage with your child. Right. You do. You don't say we have you a toxic parent. relationship. No, I created a toxic relationship with my child. Correct. You dumb short bitch. You know, and 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 people are always like Oh man, y'all, y'all, y'all the first ones to judge, but y'all don't realize that these people are human. And let me just tell you something: all these people that are so mad that 
a a a religious leader in the Judeo Christian Baptist community is being brought leader. to judgment. He's not a religious leader. Well, I'm not necessarily a religious leader. He's just a nigga that puts God in the song every once in a while. He well, the reason I say that is because he, as long as I know, has marketed himself it to the appearance of yeah. a community leader because he is a he is a choir director specifically of young people. Yeah, and so the perception there is always going to be that he is a community leader. Watch out for choir directors, y'all. Also, watch out for choir directors. <laughs> They're some of the worst people in the world. Oh, my goodness. Choir directors and uh, youth group leaders. Yeah. Y'all don't know what went on them trips. <laughs> I'm not saying any more than that. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, so, when when you have somebody that's propped themselves up and marketed themselves in the way of a community leader in that religion... Which gets thumbed on the nose all the time for being super fucking judgmental. The LGBT community is typing in the chat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At some point, when it's you on, when it's no fun when the rabbit has the gun. And at some point, when the camera is turned on you and you want to plead, well, I'm just human. Y'all don't have that same energy for anybody outside those circles, and I know what I'm talking about because I grew up because I grew up in the church. I grew yeah. up in a religious family. Yep. I know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about, and I know exactly who the fuck I'm talking to. Y'all can't wait to get in those positions after being talked about after talking so much shit about how judgmental your leaders are. Y'all be the same ones who grow up in them youth groups who can't wait to turn the gun on somebody else. And you turn into multiverse plies and you, <laughs> you take that shit out on your own kids. You know, and so, and so I don't have a lot of sympathy for this, oh, my leader is just human. Well, he doesn't, well, guess what? Your leaders don't get together and have that same energy for a lot of people that feel ousted from, from that feel ousted from that community. That's why the, that's why in the past 10 years more than that there has been a big move for people to divest from the church. Don't trust any leaders under 58. <laughs> Shit, 56 in this case. Oh. <laughs> um so yeah, that I, and and that I don't want to I don't want to get too far off into it because there is because there is some shit I want to deep dive on, um, but that's just my thing. I don't think that, I don't feel I don't feel a lot of sympathy for Kirk Franklin in this situation, um, because I don't feel a lot of sympathy for the leaders or the people who prop themselves up as leaders mm -hmm. in that community because they don't they're not because when it's time for somebody else who has been oppressed. Who has been harassed? Who has been maligned? Mm -hmm. When it's time for them to be human, y'all ain't gonna have the same energy. Well, so you know he can he can go ahead and eat his L. As far as I'm concerned, fuck Kirk Franklin. Shut up. His shit ain't his shit ain't been jamming since like 2010 anyway. <laughs> so Damn, you still go that far? <laughs> That nigga, man, I, I, was, I swear it had to been ten years ago. That nigga was that that nigga was in a boxing ring crumping. I swear he was. He was in a boxing ring crump dancing. He ain't he ain't been slapping since Stomp and barely that. <laughs> Stomp. 
I'm and 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 salt salt wrecked that. Salt <laughs> wrecked him on that shit. If we're talking about it, nigga, you got a size three shoe talking about stomp. <laughs> <laughs> Fisher Price, my first cans on, man. <laughs> my first forces on. <laughs> oh, and not even and and and, and like the think he got elevens on. And then, never mind, never mind. Yeah. Um. Oh man, what else going on? So we didn't really watch the Grammys. This is kind of a yearly thing with us where yeah. we go. Did you watch the Grammys? Not no. really. <laughs> We watched the shit that we wanted to see. Once I once I really saw that nothing was popping off on Twitter, I was just like, eh, I'll just wait for the highlights. And, I, and really, I just I just try to look for the performances. Uh, the only things I wanted to see are the performances I knew I was going to see, which was Silk Sonic. Uh, they crushed that shit. Yeah. And Cardi and Meg doing WAP for obvious reasons. <laughs> yes. I mean, shit. It's your American duty. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, it, 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 let me just say, first of all, Silk Sonic crushed Leave the Door Open. Crushed that shit. That was a nice, good American Bandstand, Soul Train-esque, uh, more of American Bandstand type performance. Who man. ever thought they would see Anderson Pac doing choreography? Yeah. They got the Ed Sullivan on with that one. It didn't, it, it, right, Bruno looks sober. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> Sober-ish. I was like, catch him after the performance. Oh, 100%. Catch him in the green room. Anderson Pop looked good. It didn't occur to me until I until we, we watched the playback. Anderson Pop looks like a Dave Chappelle character. <laughs> Just generally. He looks like yeah. he looks like someone Dave Chappelle would have played. And some of them songs come off like... I mean, his shit jams. But I'm just saying, yeah. if Dave Chappelle were going to play a hip-hop... R and B ish type dude, it will be Anderson Pac. Anderson Pac really does have those Attack on Titan teeth. Though, <laughs> <laughs> Boy out here looking like the founding Titan. <laughs> but this shit is jamming though. I gotta give it to him. Oh man, they sound good together. He bite his tongue. It's a wrap. <laughs> we. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that was good. Um, I don't really, and you know, I, and one of the reasons I don't really watch the Grammys is because I don't want to get into the conversations about who should have won, yeah. who was robbed, because then you get into a whole thing where it's people with just different tastes in music and different different algorithms on Spotify arguing. Yeah, and it goes nowhere. It's worse than the hip hop arguments. Uh, it's already people mad that Beyonce didn't win album of the year like two, three years ago. And they highlighted her for having, I guess, tied on. Well, it ended up being 28. She's tied for the most number of awards by. It was weird how Trevor Noah said by, by any female singer or any singer. It was, Well, it, it ended up being 28 by the end of the night okay. after that. So she 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 passed right. up. So, so she's gang gang um, so yeah, she's had the most awards of like any, she's got like 30 awards, mm. almost 30 awards. And people are mad that she didn't win for Lemonade like years ago. Y'all, y'all be all right. Serena lost a few. 
Serena has lost a few. Not only that, I, I think most people just have a profound misunderstanding of what the Grammys actually are. And you know who doesn't? Beyonce. Right. Beyonce don't get... Her husband boycotted the Grammys for literally his entire music career. He was sitting right there. And he was sitting right there. You think they didn't have a... They haven't had numerous conversations about how the Academy is bullshit? The only reason Beyonce and Jay-Z are sitting there and playing the game is because they know that any award-nominated, award-winning entity has a lot of people that make a lot of money off of them and might want to advance in their careers. And it's nice to be involved with a Grammy-nominated project. That means, guess what? The price goes up. Yep. And Beyonce wants people that work with her for their work to go up. Correct. And the only way that happens is if you, being the entity that everyone makes money off of, plays the game. Beyonce ain't no secret. It, that, that can't be secret. Not when your husband has been anti-Grammys literally until he started fucking you. Dame Dash still ain't been to the Grammys. It ain't bothered. It yeah. ain't bothered one bit. Y'all need to stop thinking also that the Grammys is about rewarding people for their artistry. It is absolutely no. not. No. It's, no. It's, you know, all the artists are members of the uh, the Recording Academy and it's voted on by the members. And it's basically, uh, you know, um, heads down, thumbs up, let's play seven up. Yep. <laughs> and you just pick who you want. 100. 100. So the best al- the album of the year is not necessarily the best album. And guess what? The best album isn't always the album that you like. Right. It's- A lot of y'all showed y'all ass when Beck won over Kanye. Right. Beck. One of the best musicians in music. One over, and that wasn't even good Kanye. It was like Yeezus Kanye. And it was, uh, even though that was kind of, that was kind of, it was surprising to see Beck win that category, period. It didn't give a shit. Like, people forgot there were four other people in, in that were nominated as well. He didn't just beat Kanye. He beat other people. That's why I love that the hip-hop heads are so mad. Y'all saw, you see that the hip-hop heads are mad that Megan won over, I guess, maybe Lil Baby or someone. Mm-hmm. She won over somebody for best rap performance. Yeah. Megan the Stallion is going to have a better rap performance than pretty much anybody else on the list. And 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 it had the nerve to be mad because she won off of quote unquote a TikTok song. Nigga Drake been getting by on TikTok songs all pandemic. Bro. <laughs> Does anybody remember the Tootsie slide? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was it? Y'all so y'all so fucking backwards. Y'all just hate these women winning anything. Cause y'all ain't said shit to Drake about that bum ass Tootsie slide. They they hated the fact that WAP got any kind of attention when y'all forgot that WAP was probably the most talked about song of twenty twenty one. All year of twenty twenty. It's a it's a thing now. And People it, say she got that WAP. Yeah, that's a word now. And and it's, the the irony of it was not lost upon me to watch. Two black women perform a song called Wet Ass Pussy on White Ass CBS Bruh. in prime time on a Sunday. If y'all don't know to give these people they fucking flowers for arriving at the Grammys in that fashion with that little clothing, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to tell you. And, all, and, and then on top of that, all you parents mad that that shit came on primetime TV came on like after 10. Shut the fuck up. And your kids know every word to that song. 
came on after 10 on a school night. Why the fuck aren't your kids in bed? Parents, your kids, and the internet will never have to do it for you. Oh, it's spring break, though. Well, it is spring break. That's true, too. And also, their kids know every word to that song. 100%. 100 Every word. Proud Houston moment. When Lizzo wants some shit. Oh, she did? Lizzo wants some shit. Oh. Lizzo wants some shit. Uh, I was talking about Beyonce and, uh, and Megan when they won for Savage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they got up there together. Got up there together. She said, she's, she said, I have to, I think in my head, what would Beyonce do but put a little ratchet on it? How do you not love this woman? Southside, y'all. <laughs> Southside. How do you not love this woman? Southside. Beyonce but ratchet? That's perfect. That is a very accurate description. That's literally what y'all been looking for from Beyonce. <laughs> and not only did she give y'all that, Beyonce okayed it. Yeah. Beyonce thought that shit was hilarious. Yeah. How do y'all not love this woman? I mean, I, well, anyway. I, but, you know, that song also brought out the ratchet Beyonce. She did say, if you if you ain't got to jump to put jeans on, you don't feel my pain. This is true. Mm. I have watched some women jump into jeans. Yes. Not going not, not gonna to put the names out there, <laughs> but your sacrifice was not in vain. Um. So yeah, that was that, that was the most of what I kind of got. Well, and and uh, and that was the other thing. I love that the Grammys piss off the hip hop heads. Uh, that, like I said before, it pisses off the hip hop heads because nothing will ever be good enough. They ought to be happy this time. Nas won a Grammy. Yay! <laughs> Nas, that y'all love the Lion Eyes so much, despite Yay. him having been mediocre for thirty years. I was happy for Hit Boy as a producer winning. Also uh, happy that, for Hit Boy, uh, especially since. You know, Kanye and them tried to shit on him, and and, and you know, get him, keep him out the lane, keep him out the paint. Hit Boy came through and got him one for a Nas album that will go on to be probably one of the least remembered Nas albums ever in living memory. I forgot he made that album. That's how little remembered it is. One hundred percent. They were like Nas won the Grammy for that. I was like, what album? They were like King's Disease. I was like, oh shit, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, they, they, they man. Y'all ought to be happy. That's and and that's the most recognition we're ever gonna see for a Nas album in mainstream circles. Maybe for the rest of Nas's career. Almost definitely for the rest of Nas's career. Mm. So y'all got one more thing to brag about when you brag about Nas and his thirty plus years of mediocrity. Damn. Um, twenty eight years. No, who's counting? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Of mediocrity. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But y'all can keep humming you owe me or whatever. Um, That's really all the notes I had on the Grammys. Okay. So we have gotten our jokes off quite a bit about The Bachelor. One of us has actually watched The Bachelor. One of us <laughs> actually watched The Bachelor for the first time. Oh. In whole. In a, in, a, in a whole episode. What was that like? Uh, it was the perfect episode for me to jump in on because it was the first night of what they call overnights. I uh, see the air quotes. Okay. So that means they were smashing. That means the fucking has begun. Okay. Overnights is where during the week, each contestant, there's three left. Each contestant goes out 
on a real fancy planned out date. And at the end, at the end of the date, they get to make a decision on whether they're going to go back to their rooms individually or they're going to go to quote unquote, the fantasy suite, which means they get to go fuck. So going back to my comments from a few weeks ago, when I was like, if you're a bachelor and this is your shot to, you know, you need to get on there and fuck, line them up and knock them down. We need to start with the overnights first week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that was what that was my that was my point. What would Jamal do? Yeah, Jamal would put the overnights at the front of the, at, the, at yeah. the front of the season. Can we start with that, please? Let's start with the overnights. <laughs> uh, there'd be quite a bit of fuck. That's how I know. I was gonna go through all this and ask, does the bachelor pass the Jamal test? The answer is no. Supreme would have been like, can we do all the overnights tonight? <laughs> Supreme would make the overnights the audition. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, and, it, it, oh, God, and if it was Bolo, mm. the women would certainly make the overnight see audition. Yeah! Um, I have notes. Oh, I had, oh damn. You actually have written notes. Oh. I have notes about the three contestants and the likelihood that of whether or not he picked them. Okay. Uh, the first, uh, I, I have written here, Matt James doesn't wear socks. That bothers me a lot. That's his white side. He doesn't wear socks with his suits. He doesn't wear socks with his high water pants. He don't even wear no shows. I bet. I bet you. He, yeah, that's his white side. You know, I, I that I'm I'm really bothered by that. I I'm, I'm not. I'm currently not wearing socks, but that means that's because I ain't going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I I just I'm going to record and go home. Like so, I, I'm not worried about that. This nigga just brazenly doesn't wear socks on a date. Oh, he's just showing off. He's showing off the fact that he got lotion. He got hella good you know lotion. Yeah. Nigga, are those your ankles? Damn, your ankles shiny? Right? Um, there's Michelle. Okay. Michelle is easily the blackest contestant. Okay. She's li- Now, she is light-skinned. Okay, I see. Uh, she also has the biggest forehead, which means she has the best pussy. Well, you did say light-skinned, so... Light-skinned, correct. Forehead falls right in with that. Big forehead easily means she that she has the best pussy. By far. Uh, we I've I've said many times on here that a big forehead usually equates to uh, that wop. Um, they went on a date where they had I guess like a I, I think it was like a Pennsylvanian spa date, which means that they had to slather each other in butter. Wait, large sticks of butter. They had to slather hmm. each other in butter. They went on a Paula Deen themed date or something. <laughs> They slathered each other in butter and then bathed each other in like milk. Oh, is this is this Wait, her right here? That is her. That is her. Okay, she looks. Yeah, she looks kind of Zoe Saldana esque with uh, with extra forehead, all yeah. teeth, all teeth and forehead. Okay, um, you are correct about the forehead. And they bathed each other in some kind of milk substance with bay leaves in it. Looks like I don't know what the fuck that was about. Um. Matt smashed. I bet there was no seasoning. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. White people consider bay leaves seasoning. Yeah. And parsley. Um, they, uh, they smashed. They went back to the. They went back to the room and they smashed. And if you think this nigga, this nigga for for a maximum cornball effect, didn't look out the window and blow kisses from the balcony as she was leaving. 
And that's how you know he beat it up because she didn't put her clothes back on. The, she had she had sweats. She left in sweats mm. and a hoodie. That's how you know. That's when, that's when oh, you know yeah. they didn't beat it up. Um, Her chances of winning this are not impossible. She definitely said, I love you. She told Matt she loved him. That's that's one of the requirements of the show. That's one of the requirements. However, again, this is a different kind of reality TV. This isn't necessarily so much, quote unquote, scripted as it is emotional manipulation. Mm -hmm. They put these people in a bubble so they have no choice but to fall in love. So by by the time you've gotten to three people, you know what the vibes are. Uh, her chances are not impossible. Okay. Uh, they seem to have a genuine little vibe there. Okay. I got I got to hear the other contestants to make my uh, my prediction. There's Bree, who looks the most racially ambiguous. Um. Matt took her camping. No, that's not. There's Bree. There you go. This one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. Matt took her camping. Okay. Which is how I know he didn't pick these dates, because <laughs> he don't know he because he didn't know shit about camping, and they figured they had to figure out how to put the tent up and make the fire. He didn't know shit about making s'mores. He was trying to put it on. It's worth mentioning that Matt made several sexual sexual innuendos at her about pitching the tent, uh, <laughs> because Matt is a fucking cornball. Of course he is. Um, he seemed very intent on making sexual innuendos at her constantly, which told me I knew where this was going. He, okay. he intended to fuck. Bria's not unattractive. She's not unattractive. Not at all. At all. Um, she talked over dinner, talked about marriage a lot. She said the M word like five times in one conversation. She has nice teeth. She does, very much so. And then she told him that she was in love with him. She's hella short. Very much. Well, no, Matt James is very tall. Okay. Um, They fucked. Well, again. They fucked. Uh, Her chances of making it are no. Yeah. No. Um, talking about marriage. Mad clingy. Nah. And then this nigga has already said that he has daddy issues. We're going to get to that in a minute. And then there's Rachel. The racist white bitch. Oh. Based on, based on that description alone, she's one. Rachel Kirkconnell. That's a racist name. You ever heard somebody named Kirkconnell and said that? No, they can't be racist. Kirkconnell. Is that her? That is Rachel Kirkconnell. That uh, picture's doing her a lot of favors. She's definitely gonna win. She's like eighty pounds, man. If they if they want to maximize the ratings and maximize the controversy, yeah, he it, had to. He picked her. It's a wrap. And you said racist too. Yeah, it's, it's got to happen. He picked her because first of all, she cries a lot. She cried before her her date even happened. She cried listening to the other two girls talk about their dates so much that it was clearly uncomfortable for the black girls because they were mad cool. She is wild mediocre. Very much so. Wow. 
They went sculpting, and she is the most uncoordinated bitch I've ever seen in my life. She's really about to win this. She is. Un- I, when I tell you they did the sculpting like like in Ghost, she is so fucking uncoordinated. It, like, the other girls look like they had life skills. You know, when they went camping, old girl, they, they pitched the tent together. When they had to make the fire, they figured it out together. When they had to figure out the spa thing with the butter, old girl, they, they, they used intuition. This white girl has none of that. So she's mediocre and can't do anything for herself. Nothing. She no won. life skills whatsoever. She's definitely winning. Um, She was super vocal about being jealous and resentful of the other women. His resting facial expression looks like he has no expectations of people. Like, <laughs> Like, he really, yeah. And it is worth saying, apparently in the episode before, she must have fainted. Uh, you know, she's one of them. She's one of them. She fainted. Because I had Mono in summer camp or some shit. Poor baby. And he started talking to her and was like, that's how, that's how I know Matt James is not the cornball he is putting on. He's still a cornball. He's not the cornball he's putting on. Because he, he kicked in with this. When I saw them putting you in the ambulance, I um, I was so scared, and I asked myself, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like to not have you around, and it made me realize how much I love you. What that tells me, <laughs> and, and, and forgive me for stepping out of line, y'all, what that tells me is that her head game is probably strong. <laughs> Just... And then kissed her while both covered in clay. Oh yeah, for maximum '90s cornball effect. You can hear Unchained Melody playing in the background. <laughs> Picked her up and carried her to the room. Oh yeah, her her head game is on point. He destroyed that. Yeah. And then as they're looking out the window before they closed the before they closed the fancy sweet door, there's fireworks outside. Mm. The black women did not get fireworks. Oh, yeah. They're setting that up. See? She won. Fireworks! Look how far apart her eyes are spaced. (laughs) (laughs) She can suck his dick at 270 degrees. (laughs) 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 We'd like to remind you that we are Houston's most savage podcast. <laughs> Pour up. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they definitely she has to win. They definitely gotta do a spinoff. He has to meet her racist parents. And there has to be a whole season about him and her her his racist her racist parents. Oh man. So in the now this is the part that really fails the Jamal test. Okay. At the beginning of the episode, they have him talking to his father about his issues with commitment and the fact that he has been very wait is his father in his life ish his his parents are not together okay his father is in his life ish ish but he has never unpacked the fact that he cheated on Matt's mother and walked out on them 
And apparently the co-parenting did not go well. I assume his father's black. Uh, African. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway. Hold on. Let me uh, find that one. <laughs> so. I, uh, I will choose to not <laughs> comment. So, Matt had to unpack his resi- his resentment with his father and the way he treated his mother. And the father was very unreceptive. Matt cried. Let me tell you something. As someone who watches a lot of reality, t- there he is. Oh, yeah, he does look kind of like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't finish the sentence. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, and it was very, it was clearly uncomfortable for him. Oh, is that both parents? No, that's not the mom. The mom is whiter than that. Oh, he went, he went on to scam another white woman then. 100%. Yes. Um, I can say this. That should not have been aired. That should, that scene should not have been shot. That was more uncomfortable than anyone watching needed to see. I'm sure he needed that catharsis. I'm sure he needed to unpack those things. I'm sure that had to happen before he could go on with the rest of the process. That shouldn't have been aired. And that's a lot of people's problem um, that had so far that they feel like there was not a Jamal yeah. that could have told them that one of the worst stereotypes in the black community mm-hmm. is the idea that black men are all products of absentee fathers. Is one of the most hotep things you can say to a black man. Yeah. Is assuming that he did not have a father in the home. And they put that right there on ABC. And they put that right there for the world to yeah, see on ABC. Yeah. This And it didn't fit with anything else happening in the episode. Because they didn't bring any of the other contestants' parents out there, did they? Not for a scene like this. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think this, at this stage in the game, you do meet their parents... But the, the women didn't meet him. This part happens in the spinoff when they're married and they're having trouble because he realizes that she's racist. He meets her racist family. <laughs> she meets his white mother and absentee <laughs> original man father. And hijinks ensue. See, they wouldn't see a Jamal wouldn't have done this. And we yeah. wouldn't have done and, and they and they would have had if, if Bolo were on, <laughs> this wouldn't happen. Wouldn't have happened. Bolo would have been like, "No, nah, I don't have parents." <laughs> <laughs> Bolo, Bolo comes from a, a, a Bolo comes from a, a, a black version of Krypton where you know everybody saying? where everybody's dicks are just hanging out of shorts. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so I, it was uncomfortable. It was one of those things where even for reality TV, and, but reality TV does this to people every now and then. Mm-hmm. I remember Black Ink Crew where they had a young lady from Houston, actually. Uh, shout out to Toki Renee. Um, she ended up leaving because they had her on contract and she had talked about how she had been sexually assaulted. Mm. And they came up with a storyline where they were going to find and fly out and make her confront. Nope. 
her rapist. Nope. That's not the way to do it. And she had a fucking meltdown. And they tried to make up this story where he, where he tracked her down and tried to call her. And she started freaking out. Nope. No, it turned out she got a phone call from the producers that they were going to make her live up to her contract and have a sit down for closure and confront her rapist. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, not long after, she just stopped fucking with Black Ink Crew. Reality television is not the place for one to confront their trauma. Not at all. Not even a little bit. You kind of expect that from Love and Hip Hop because pretty much everybody from Love and Hip Hop comes from a fucked up childhood. Right, but you don't go there to confront that trauma, though. That's no. the worst environment to do that shit. One hundred, yes. You just go there to be ratchet. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, uh, we should just assume that you came from a fucked up childhood right. on Love and Hip Hop. Right. Um, and, and you know, it was one. And so this this felt very out of place. And again, a Jamal in the producers' room could have told them how out of place this was. Nah, fam, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Nah, fam, we're not doing that. Nah, just. Who who else who else y'all got that can come up here? Exactly. He got any brothers, sisters, or cousins or somebody? Let them come up here and say something encouraging. Yeah. Oh, she cute. Yeah. And be out. Be out. Nah, we're not doing that shit. That's too heavy, fam. I can't. Th- I, I've never watched The Bachelor before, but I can imagine they've never they've never had a situation where a white man was crying on camera to her to his father that walked out on him. To perpetuate because that just no they wouldn't do that and and it was just it was it was it was tone deaf and like I say and from what I understand he was uncomfortable with the scene um he's we're never gonna hear about that until he's out of contract but maybe he needed that catharsis to keep going we shouldn't have seen it does the bachelor pass the Jamal test no no. Is the Bachelor ever going to pass the Jamal test? I don't know. I doubt it. Nope. And bringing on a nigga to host is a start, but I don't think it's the start that they think it is. Nah. Because they got to... See, they didn't get a... See, they had to get a nigga. If they wanted to bring the Bachelor back, if they wanted to redeem the Bachelor, they had to go get a nigga. They got a nigga with a journalism degree. So he's had to play the game. If they want the nigga version, they need to they need to have something called uh let me see what it is first. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's why they see they need a nigga. See, they need somebody that got in the media game the other way. Yeah. Like they need Jesus. Yeah. They you know, Mero, you know, Mero's kind of in his married with kids bag yeah. now. They need a Jesus. Well, Jesus only likes white girls. Well, that Jesus is gonna fuck the contestants. Like, like maybe, like, like he gonna be hosting and end up fucking the contestants. Emmanuel Acho might fuck the contestants. I mean, That's a nigga with facial hair. Yeah, he's on that spinoff. I mean, if you don't want him, <laughs> featuring Emmanuel Acho. Oh man. Uh. So yeah, that's the most analysis you'll ever hear from me about the Bachelor. Um. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, they, they canceled Pepe Le Pew? Just now? Oh, Pepe Le Pew is canceled. Like, canceled culture canceled. Mm. Well, that's stupid. Not because Pepe... Pepe, Pepe Le Pew's Pew been, a, been sexually assaulting I was say, another skunk for like 60 years, man. I was say, Pepe Le Pew is a well-documented pervert. <laughs> and that wasn't even a skunk. That was what's fucked up. 
He's so horny he don't he don't know his species. That was a cat. It was a painted cat. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Pendulum Pew been on that ass for years. Yeah. I, I think it only came up because I think maybe his maybe he's somewhere in the Space Jam movie. Yeah, I don't know. If you're paying attention to the characters, or maybe in Space he knew Jam. it was a cat and he couldn't get the cat pregnant. Oh shit. So, Oh, I'm, I'm not going to explore that anymore. Not further. exploring that anymore. Any further. Uh, J-Lo and A-Rod broke up. Oh. Oh, that's fucked up. J-Lo's, well, they'll be all right. J-Lo's still fine. Look, y'all, and then y'all on social media is so trash. Talking about she ought to just give up. Give In up the what? 20 years, 20 plus years, more than that, that she has had a career, we could say 30, I guess. Because she was on Living Color. Yeah. In the 30 years this woman has had a, a career in entertainment, she's been with five dudes we know about. Married one of them. Got two kids from them. You niggas ain't been out of the talking phase <laughs> with dudes that y'all have, with dudes and women that y'all have fucked since 2012. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck are you telling to give up? Yeah, we went through this shit with Halle Berry. Where y'all were talking about Halle Berry gotta be so bitter she should just switch teams. Halle Berry doing alright. Halle Berry's currently fucking Van Hunt. The nigga that the nigga that Eric Benet tried to convince her that she that he was. Oh, <laughs> Shout out to Van Hunt and that pussy, man. Um J Lo is doing just fine. She, she make him. more money than all them dudes. She was with him for like, what, four years or whatever? She was with that dude for four years. And she was with Mark Anthony for just about that long. Like, she was with almost Derek Jeter for four years, y'all. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, it, not just a baseball player, the baseball player. Like, you got to talk about him like you talk about DJ. Yeah. And you niggas talking about just give up. Shut the fuck up. Shut, th- suck my dick. Honestly. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Worry about your own shit. Y'all ain't been with nothing. Y'all ain't been with remotely an Alex Rodriguez. And niggas, you ain't been with remotely a Jennifer Lopez. A lot of people. And if you have, I guarantee you, her family says nigga. Facts. Y'all still hung up on Danny Lay. That's how I know y'all don't know what the fuck is going on. J-Lo says nigga. Yeah, J Lo did say nigga. That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all, y'all really talk about y'all really talk about people's uh, other people's situations when y'all's situation isn't even approaching having your shit together in that regard. Y'all can't even get a nigga to split an Uber with you, fam, <laughs> fam. Or they act like they don't know how to work that shit. Yeah. They act like they don't know how to work Chase Quick Pay and shit. Yeah, yeah man, get the fuck out of here. When was the last? When was the last time you? No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not no, gonna do it. Don't do it. I'm not gonna do it. Y'all ridiculous. Y'all, y'all need to chill the fuck out. Mind your business. Uh, <laughs> what else do I have on here? I can't believe y'all tried to drag Jennifer fucking Lopez. Y'all are flying to try to get to where she is at in her fifties. Yes, her. 50s, and she could still dance circles around you, 30 year old niggas. Mm. I can't be talking about just give up. If she give up, the first thing she gonna do is get a new whole face and fuck your nigga. I think you gonna watch. 
100%. And you're just going to be mad. And be mad to the motherfucker and go fuck your nigga. Jennifer Lopez could pull me today. And if I... I swear, chick would just have to understand. Would just have to understand. <laughs> but then again, I'm easy. I'm kind of pussyhound I am. I'm easy. You don't even have to go that. You don't even have to go that far to steal me. It doesn't even have to be J Lo. It could be Jordan. Let me tell you something. Cardi B's sister could pull me. I see you just putting stuff in the in the universe at this point. I am. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He's just putting energy out there. <laughs> it's just, you, you, you see that, right? <laughs> Cardi B's sister don't even like niggas and could pull me. 100%. You even had to go to Cardi. Her sister could pull me. <laughs> her whole family looked good. Her mama could probably. I don't know what her mama looked like. Her mama could probably pull me. Be careful. All them, all them Dominicans. Anyway. Uh, that's it. well. I I had down Creed three. Oh, Creed three drops in. Uh, it's announced now for Thanksgiving twenty twenty two. Uh, with Michael B. Jordan definitely directing. Good for him. Um. Hey, if if Lori if, might make an appearance, if, if Lori sticks around long enough, she, <laughs> she might. Uh, <laughs> she might be elbowing Tessa. You know. Oh, no, Tessa Thompson looking way different this one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what is that? Is that is that Cardi B's family? Well, that's that's her mother, and Offset. Yeah, her mother looks like an yeah. older version of her. Yeah, I'd beat. Mm. I see. I I I'd, I'd meet up. I'd see her at like grooves. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wait in line with her turkey turkey leg hut. I'd definitely wait in line with her turkey leg hut. I you know I'd flex. You know my brother. You know you know my you know my brother runs Exotic Pop. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a flex. Yeah, her and her mother look like they look like mother sisters. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, she'd get it. Sex tape would be amazing. <laughs> um, that seems like a good place to go ahead and take a break. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. Oh yeah. We are opinionated, and uh, that was a strong pour. I see why. I, yeah. I see what the foolishness is now. Yeah, there was a lot of vodka in my last pour. Oh man, that is all. That is all brown. And it's all vodka right now for me. All brown at the bottom of that cup. Um, seems like a good time for white people must be stopped. Uh, what we got here? What we? Uh, what was that you were telling me about the uh, about the, the the Papa John's man? Uh, so yeah, Papa John, whatever his name, something Schnat Schnatner, whatever yeah. his name is. Anyway, Papa John is his name. Um, you know he's he's had a he's had a rough couple of years. He has. He had a rough couple of years. You know, um, he he said nigger during a, a business meeting, and um, was removed from the board. Um. So he revealed recently that, you know, he had a he had a three step plan <laughs> over the last two years to to get his life together. Okay. Um, and one of those things, uh, one of the things that he's been working on over the last twenty months, is to remove the N word from his vocabulary. That takes twenty months. It takes twenty months of intense training and exercise 
to not say the word nigger. Now, I don't know this about I don't know if you know this about me. Okay. I have a personal life and I have a work life. In my personal in my personal life, I use the N-word quite a bit. Uh in fact too much. You do. I, I use it quite a bit. But it is what it is. In my work life, I use it never. Not once. Not once. And do you know how difficult it is for me to not use the N-word while at work? <laughs> not very. Not at all. Not very. <laughs> it is not difficult to not use a word at all. And if for, for someone who says things like, but I'm not racist, if it takes 20 months of intensive therapy for you to not use the N-word, you are... You are absolutely racist. racist. You are racist. You're quite racist. I think we need to raise the bar <laughs> with these apologies. And the first thing you have to say is, I, as of this moment, am coming out as a racist. Yeah. But, you know. Um, They're ra- not even trying anymore. Racist is nigga for white people. Like, you know how we get triggered when someone calls us nigga. You call white people racist. They have a fucking lose their like, fucking shit. It, it 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 just You don't even have to say they are racist. You can say that, that is racist. That is racist. That is racially problematic. Yeah. And they will lose their fucking shit. Yeah. Oh man, it's like I'm telling you it's it's like making them say Rumple still skin backwards. Yeah. I, and and it, and, it, and it's just amazing that you know someone let this man with a straight face sit up there and say that it took him nearly 2 years. And, and the fact that he still refers to it as the N word means it's not it's not out <coughs> your head, bro. Yeah, man, it, it's still in there. Like, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. I, I always, I always say the people that tell, well, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do. He that. He should have spent that twenty months um, fighting cocaine. <laughs> Is that what they're putting in them pieces? Uh, that's what he's putting in his nose. <laughs> oh shit! I'm just saying, like, bro. Your, your your beef is with drugs. It's not with us. Uh, his beef is with niggas because we know better than to eat them nasty pizzas. Pizzas are gross. Shout out to Pink's Pizza in Houston. That's free advertising Ooh. for you. I treated my team to Pink's Pizza on Friday. Oh, man. You a good boss. Hey. Oh, damn. Remind, remind, them, remind them of that when we get back to work. That's like that. I'm telling you, that's like that Michael Scott shit where he... He got him. He got him the. He got him the Al, Alfredo's pizza when yeah. they were looking for the other Alfredo's pizza. Yeah. And they tried to get. And they and they and they held the pizza dude hostage and shit. <laughs> that that's what that is. You got him the good pizza first. Yeah, I, I told him I was getting pizza for him on Friday. You know, they thought I was just gonna do some Domino's Pizza Hut shit, bro. I walked in with that pink. They were like, "Oh, what is that?" I was like, "Oh, y'all not on this? Y'all don't." Back at the bookstore, Pink's was a treat. Pink's was a treat. They used to, man, they used to just default. Oh, we having pizza today. They used to just default us to Star Pizza, which is not terrible. It's not terrible. It's not something you want every time you have pizza. Nah. After a while, you just, you, that, no, that's not something you want every time. And the just pepperoni doesn't age well. No. And, you know, so, so for the real niggas, they would get all meat. But, no, when, no, when we had... Shout out to my man Tyler back when he was over there. When he got that pinks, mm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. that's how we knew we were loved. 
That's that's love. That's yeah. the love of your crew. It's free advertising. Um. So uh, what else happened? I, I hope they don't listen to this podcast and get offended. Uh, they'll be <laughs> they'll be all right. There, there's way more things to get offended about on this podcast <laughs> than us talking about how delicious their pizza is. Um, high school announcer, a high school announcer named Matt Rowan. Yeah. Got, you, so that's a that's racist right off the muscle. Rowan, you don't know a lot of Rowans. That's racist off the muscle. Yeah. Um, he was a high school announcer. He got caught on a hot mic in Oklahoma, y'all. In Oklahoma, fucking Homa. Calling the calling the team there, uh, fucking niggers when they kneeled during the national anthem. Yeah. First of all, are we still there with the kneeling? Yeah. We're still there. We're still there. This has been explained numerous times. Yeah. And we are still at that point where that's the thing you're offended by. But then again. White people are offended by just you saying something is racially problematic. Yeah. So I guess the kneeling is a natural evolution. But that wasn't the worst part, was it? It was It was not the worst part. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read this apology. The press release. <laughs> I, Matt Rowan, on Thursday, March 11th, 2021, most regrettably made some statements that cannot be taken back. During the Norman High School girls basketball game against Midwest City, I made inappropriate racist comments, believing that the microphone was off. Pause. <coughs> Pause. Okay. 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 So that gives it away right there. When he said, believing that the microphone was off. That you were telling us how you really feel. Right. So he's letting you know. He's letting you know that the reason he was able to say those things was because the microphone was off. This is part of his apology, y'all. Keep going. However, let me state immediately that that is no excuse. Such comments should have never been uttered. Pause once again. Very careful phrasing here. He should have stopped that. That was a mistake. But then he continued to say those comments should not have been uttered. Meaning, once again, he's not, he's not, he's not. You knew it was wrong. He he knows how he he that's how he felt. And you knew how it was going to be received if you said it in public. But he should not have said it. So he's not disparaging what he felt. He's just acknowledging that he should not have said it. Please continue. Here's where the real bullshit comes in. I am a family man. And I am married and have two children Fuck and them. At, and at one time was a youth pastor. Eat a dick. What did we say in the beginning about youth <laughs> ministers? <laughs> What did we say at the beginning about youth ministry? Oh, man, they can't wait to be a shit. Yeah. I continue to be a member of a Baptist church. I have not only embarrassed, I have not only embarrassed and disappointed myself, I have embarrassed and disappointed my family and friends. There is little or no punctuation in this whole press release. <laughs> Um, I will state that I suffer from type 1 diabetes, uh, and during the game, my sugar was spiking. What? While not excusing my remarks, it is not unusual when my sugar spikes that I have become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. I do not believe I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking. So that is the apology. So he's blaming racism on diabetes. Wow. Type one diabetes. Type one. Wow. <clears throat> Childhood diabetes. Wow. Um, That's amazing. 
I'm almost impressed with how 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 deep in his ass he went to pull that well, out. He went elbow deep to pull that one out. His All ass. the way in. He went up to the esophagus to pull that shit out. He wow. folded himself. God damn. <laughs> Y'all. That, that is a goddamn shame. Y'all. The excuses are not getting any better. No. In fact, they're getting worse. This is why... I think from now on, we need to hold these apologies to a higher standard. And from the top of it, you should just come out. I, Matt Rowan, am announcing on Thursday, March 11th, 2021, that I am a racist. Yes. I said what I said because I thought the microphone was off because I am a racist. You should just say that. Full stop. <laughs> you should just say that and set the standard there instead of you trying to convince us that diabetes makes you racist. That is, it's it's amazing. Like, and even if you don't want to, you know, be that real about it, just say, I said some very hurtful and damaging things and I know that was wrong. I know that was wrong. Please don't fire me. Ah, uh, you getting fired regardless. Uh, well, you're getting yeah. fired regardless and you know throwing some shit about i'm gonna work with the community to make sure that i do whatever and blah 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 but bro diabetes you know how many niggas got type 2 diabetes a lot and, and they ain't out there well they might be they might be let's not say that but they're not gonna blame it on the diabetes <laughs> uh, no they won't they won't they, you know you, you just gotta hold that l yeah um what else is going on here? It was something else. Oh, teacher makes black child clean up feces in bathroom. Why? That's the thing. It the, the article I read didn't even say why. It just said they had to pull tissue covered in feces out of the toilet as like a punishment. Oh, I I do have a I do have a follow up question, and I'm sure it's not in the article. Okay. Did that child's black parents come to the school and put hands on the teacher? They should have. That's why I don't have kids. You put... I'm too liable. My child in the restroom, and as a punishment, make my child remove human feces from a toilet. I'm calling all my, I'm calling all my fellow parents and letting them know to not bring their child to school because Oz is burning this school to the ground. And if it's a female teacher, I'm calling Clarissa Shields. <laughs> I will not hit WBC a woman. WBC IBO champion of the world. I'm not hitting a woman. <laughs> she gonna show up with all five belts, so you yeah. know who it is and what time it is. Yeah, I, you know, and if class is in session, we can go to the class and say, "Hey, um, y'all mind? Y'all all mind stepping outside for just a moment? Um, we got to have a talk with your teacher." And then we're gonna close the door. Teacher's gonna get all these hands. Not oh. mine. If it's a woman. Oh my God, that's nah. Mr. Longworth's friend. Somebody's <laughs> gonna get their ass whooped. Oh, and then Clarissa Shields gonna walk out with all five belts, <laughs> <laughs> with all belts in hand. Yeah, with a, with a, with her team. Yeah, they go. Their team's gonna walk down the hall with whatever her entry music is. Playing over the intercom. I am just an icon living stutter, but <laughs> the whole time, so everybody know what it is. Yeah. You know what? Creed two fuck. Creed two really set the standard. Icon ought to, is just the ultimate boxing champ walk-in music. It is. It's, it's pretty strong. I have to say, for for people who kind of clown Jaden Smith originally, 
I was one of them. Jaden just turned out to be fucking jamming. But also, I mean, I forgot who did it way back in the day. But DMX Rough Riders anthem was also some damn good. That was some walk-in music. Yes. Yes. I think I think I think DMX actually did get at me dog live for somebody one time. I, I think he did actually. I mean, it, you can't really beat DMX, but um Icon is a very good song. That's a that is that's that ass whooped. Yes, you and you know what time it is. You just going everybody just gonna hear it in the hallway. You know, you might hear, you know, hey, somebody might, you know, have head buses as a as an intro song. Um I ain't never scared would be a very good one. Oh shit. Anything from Jada Kiss. Yeah. Anything from Jada Kiss is is is, is some walk in music. The champ is here. <laughs> the champ is here. Um that teaching these ass whooped. Ass whooped. Unequivocally. It was a white woman? Ass need to be whooped. Yeah. Burn that school to the fucking ground. Yeah. And walk away in slow motion. <laughs> Michael Bay. Back to the school. <laughs> just throw a lighter, just like two back to school. Flip a couple cars. <laughs> Have one Autobot with balls walk across the screen. Man, what the fuck is going on? That's that is another reason I cannot be a parent. I don't have I don't have common sense when it comes to just children that I don't know being harmed. Yeah. So my child, I don't have when it comes to my sister, I don't have any fucking sense. So my child, something that came from me being harmed, <laughs> bitch, I'm gonna need you to have some respect. For something that came out of my fucking nuts. Like, I'm going to go shit in the toilet and put her face in that bitch. Look, look, it ain't gonna be fun then. Yeah. It ain't gonna be fun then. I bet that ain't building no fucking character. <laughs> Send your racist stories, your racist <laughs> real life encounters, along with your listener letters. Questions for myself and D. Randall. Please send all that to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. By the way, a lot of people sent that, that Oklahoma story. A to lot both of, of people <laughs> sent us that shit. Real talk. Um, a lot of people sent us that. And, uh, uh, t- oh, I, I meant to mention the, the feces story. Terry Crawford sent us that. Oh, shout out to Terry Crawford. Shout out to long time, uh, I guess for sending stuff. We can call her first time long time. Uh, uh, Terry Crawford. Uh, hope, all is, hope all is well with you and your hostage husband. Yeah, I know her. Yeah. Her, okay. Her, her, she's the one we were talking about with the hostage husband. The one she's the one that 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 ran down a FedEx truck for her ah, phone. Respect. respect, much respect. People people responded very. People thought that was hilarious. <laughs> by the way, um, she would still totally do that. Yeah, get your shit. Um, we'll be back with the listener letters, which are not long, and the top three STFUs. You are currently listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We're black. We are opinionated. Certainly. And so help me, I am drunk. Good. I am drunk on a Monday. We're talking extra shit. By the way, y'all, this is this is actually kind of cool, y'all. Y'all actually going to be listening to this a few minutes after we finish recording. Basically. Yeah. Basically, pretty much. Because uh, Yeah, because I'm going to do the, the description here, and we're going to go just get that off. Um... 
Listener letters time. We actually got some this week. We got some this. We got some this week. People were listening. Good. They were paying Um, attention. Uh, I I came across. Okay, so this is from Jermaine Charles. This is not an official listener letter, but he posted he posted this on my Facebook, and I I I want to read this to highlight that people are listening. People get it. Some of the shit I say on here, sometimes I feel like I'm just talking. Sh- I feel like I'm just talking shit. And I'm just yelling at the rain. Yeah. People get it. I'm gonna read this. I came across an old post. Uh, I made uh, an old post I made with this quote from W. E. B. Du Bois, and it made me think of you. When even he called out the bullshit for what it is, man, just listen. This is the quote. When I came out of college into the world of work, I realized that it was quite possible that my plan of training a talented 10th might put in control and power a group of selfish, self-indulgent, well-to-do men whose basic interest in solving the Negro problem was personal, personal freedom and unhampered enjoyment and use of the world without any real care or certainly no arousing care as to what became of the mass of American Negroes. Or the mass of any people. W.E.B. Du Bois said this in 1948. Mm. And the prophecy is coming to pass. Yes. And I've always said this. That one of my, one of, one of my concerns when we talk about gatekeeping. When it comes to blackness. Because I've seen what gatekeeping does in other facets. Like nerddom. Nerd, the nerds have this real bad. The gatekeepers, the people that proclaim them... First of all, the amount of arrogance it takes to proclaim yourself a gatekeeper of anything mm. yeah. makes me feel like you shouldn't have that title. Right. But the people that we let, we allow to appoint themselves as gatekeepers, I worry about who they're, who they're keeping the gates for because more and more I'm seeing they're not keeping the gates for anybody but themselves and people willing to uh purchase their content and their merch. Yeah. I see this with Son of Baldwin. I see this with Kinfolk Collective. Yes, I'm naming them. And those are just to start. Buy our merch, by the way. Buy our merch. Um opinionswhileblack.com. No, opinionswhileblack.threadless.com. Um new merch is on the way. <clears throat> um and it feels like they're not they're only keeping the gate open for people that think like them. Mm. That is not how the diaspora works. I feel like if we really want to create this black utopia, everyone has to be invited and we have to create the kind of utopia spiritually more than physically because Wakanda is just kind of impossible. <laughs> We have to create the kind of utopia spiritually and mentally where the things that we provide for each other in a way where the things that we disagree about, which usually relate to how we walk in the white world, Mm -hmm. are irrelevant. Right. And we don't do that by giving just some kind of people the microphone. And it goes back to what I've been saying about classism and how it feels like looking at turmoil is only making people more selfish. 
And it feels like we can't wait to become the new colonizers. Look yeah. at Tulum. Look at Tulum. I'm just saying. Y'all can't wait to get out there. Not really because of the culture, but for some shit that at this point is just built to cater to you. That's where it gets dangerous. Where we want all the amenities mm-hmm. of the oppressor. Yep. That's where it gets dangerous, and that's why I don't trust. I don't trust anyone who appoints himself as a gatekeeper. I don't, because you can still lose the keys. Because you not only can you still lose the keys, if the right person walks up to you, you have no problem selling them the keys. Yeah. Um. So I don't trust anybody. Power corrupts, and gatekeeping is a form of power. Yeah. Even if it's on a small, even if it's just on a smaller scale than the oppressor, and what W. E. B. Du Bois here is talking about is lifting up people who it's like Watchmen. Who guards the Guardians? Who watches the Watchmen? True. No one, because they've been lifted up because they've been lifted up on these high pedestals, and that's hard to trust. Yes. So thank you, Jermaine. Jermaine gets it. Jermaine gets it. And I, I had a talk with someone, a, probably a mutual friend of ours, actually. Um, and they said something to me that I have to actually think about and be back to on a, maybe next episode. Someone told me, because I'm always talking about classism and why we and why black people don't respond to talks about classism and class divide, um, as in a way that they do other forms of oppression Mm -hmm. and they said to me well they're not worried about well is they tend to ignore or not worry about classism because they're too busy worrying about being black is that when we come to a certain forms of oppression that we feel like we've either either conquered or come to understand the best we sit in that and it's asking, and that maybe it's asking a lot of us, of other black people, to put more intellectual burden on their shoulders. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm going to revisit that next week. Yeah, because I, I know one of the, one of the one of the dangers of of discussing blackness and varying degrees of blackness. Because yes, there are absolutely absolutely people who are always trying to define what blackness is um, either within themselves or other people. Right. That in itself is a study in classism. If you're talking about varying degrees of blackness or whether or not somebody is black enough. So that's, yeah, that's one of those things that you got to kind of think about and uh, really figure out how you want to tackle it. Um, so yeah, that's going to get some more consideration for me. Um, maybe next weekend in later episodes. Tales to Enrage says, since D. Randall called me out, yeah. I'm submitting this question now four days early. What is the dumbest idea for a movie you've heard that you still wish was real? <laughs> well, I did just watch the Coming to America sequel. That was pretty... I feel like all the dumb ideas... For movies ended up coming to pass for me. Yeah. Um, actually, and this is this is contrary to what other people believe, 
you you remember back in the day when when the uh, the creators of Game of Thrones were supposed to release that that series about what would happen if the Confederacy won the Civil War? Yep. I I, I want to see that just to see people get hands put on them. Dan and Dave would get fucked up out yeah. here. I actually want I actually want to see that played out in real life. Well, not in real life. I actually no. want to see that on the screen just so they can see how dumb that idea was. You know another good. You know another good dumbass idea was. Remember, remember when Entourage was at kind of its its peak, and everybody was like, "What if Adrian? What if Adrian Grenier was really Aquaman?" Yeah, bro. I love Entourage. Let me tell you something. Even now, I fuck with Entourage. That was my shit. I love that. As problematic and as fucked up as it was, I love Entourage. Let me tell you one thing that we have never tackled about Entourage. Adrian Grenier is one of the most terrible wooden actors on the <laughs> fucking planet, which is why he was perfect to play Vincent Chase because yeah. they were clearly just they were clearly just getting by, getting getting rich and fat off of this complete himbo. Adrian, I as much and we've seen. Yeah. And and we've seen what happens to Aquaman with a himbo that we like. Yeah. Jason Momoa? But the crazy part is I'm torn because that would have actually been a good meta move. That would have. To cast I agree. Now, I will say this. If they ever do anything that deals with like, like for example, if they're doing Flashpoint at some point. Right. If they do anything that involves like multiple universes or multiple realities... I think it would be hilarious to see Adrian Grenier as as an alternate Aquaman. That would be funny. Yeah, that would be fun. Or just where Aquaman only exists as a TV show, and <laughs> bumass Vincent Chase, yeah, is playing. Because you know they they've done that. I, you know I was I was binging recently as Ducktales, the reboot. Have you seen any of that? Yeah. So I didn't know that this shit was hitting. It is basically the every Disney cartoon that I that I watched as a child mm-hmm. cinematic universe, and in the in the show, Darkwing Duck is a TV show. Mm. On the show, it's like meta. Yeah. Darkwing Duck is a TV show, and Launchpad is Darkwing Duck's biggest fan. Yeah, and the and the dude is played by just some burnout old dude that can't get a signing anywhere. <laughs> That's some that's some awesome meta multiversal shit. Yeah, especially for somebody who lived. That was my gen, exactly my generation. Ducktales, Darkwing Duck, Gummy Bears. They put Gummy Bears in this fucking show. Gummy Bears, Bruh. bouncing here and there and everywhere. This show, I, I have to finish binging this because this show hard. I adventure as we compare. They are the Gummy Bears. Yeah, that was that was hard. We um, never do that again. <laughs> Magic and mystery are part of their history, along with the secret of gummy berry juice. <laughs> oh, oh man, bars! Send your listener letters. Thank you, uh, thank you, Tales and Rage. Thank you, Jermaine. Listener letters go to opinionswhileblack uh, at gmail dot com. Y'all know what to do. Y'all know the vibes. Hit us up on social media. Mm-hmm. Y'all know where to go. Uh, time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Uh, the number three is Future. <laughs> future two. What has Nadavius done this time? Okay, 
So someone posted, it kind of made the rounds that like, somebody posted that like, if his Hendrix album had come out in, I guess, the 70s or the 80s, Future would have surpassed Michael Jackson. You know these bum-ass opinions that just get traction for no reason. Come on, y'all. Future reposted this and co-signed it. Don't listen to people born in the 2000s. <laughs> they don't have valid opinions. I'm starting I'm starting to get really worried about people that grew up on Kanye. Wow. Just I, I just fall outside of that. The the generation behind me officially like like Kanye got them through high school uh. the way DMX got me through high school. Uh. I'm getting worried about them cuz they're saying shit like this. Be worried. Um Future, you don't get to co-sign those things. You get to be flattered. Future would have been bigger than Thriller, huh? If Future would have been... Not even Thriller. Like, bad. I'll give him bad. I won't even throw him up against Thriller. Just bad. He would have been bigger than History or whatever the fuck that album was. I don't know. Ghost. Yeah. Blood on the Dance Floor. Nah. Nah, fam. Blood on the Dance Floor has the bops, too. That song with Timberlake or whatever. No, 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 no. If you get on on social media trying to challenge me about this shit, you're going to get lit up. No. Future got to shut the fuck. Let me tell you something. If, If someone compliments this podcast, I love this podcast. I love what we do on this podcast. I think... That I, I think that I'm getting better. We are getting better at what happens on this podcast every episode. Yeah. If somebody tells me, man, I love what y'all do. If y'all had come out five years sooner, y'all would surpass Joe Budden. Mm. The money making is, no matter how you feel about his podcast, the money making is nigga in podcasting. Yeah. If, I put myself out there like that. If y'all, if y'all, if y'all had come out a few years sooner, y'all would surpass Charlemagne the Breakfast Club. Appreciate your enthusiasm. Appreciate your enthusiasm. I even, I even understand how and why you could say that, and I appreciate the sentiment. But these are the money, ma- money making this niggas in podcasting. Yeah, and. I would I would tell you to listen to more podcasts. Yes. That's what I would say. Yes. I would tell you to listen to more podcasts. I appreciate the sentiment. Buy some merch. Please. Pretty please. <laughs> uh opinionswhileblack.threadless.com. That is correct. Um so in that regard, future you don't get to you you don't get to strut down the you don't get to do the Shawn Michaels strut down the ramp <laughs> on that one. You got to you you get to humble yourself, you get to appreciate that person's listenership, but you gotta shut the fuck up. Shut up! Absolutely. The number two is another joint shut the fuck up. Ooh, we haven't had team. one of those in a while. Tag team action. Piers Morgan and Sharon Osborne got oh. a hold of joint action. Shut up! Shut 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 Piers Morgan shut apparently up. has been dismissed from Good Morning Britain, I guess it is. He yeah. walked off the set. His own show. His own fucking show. Because somebody challenged him on the bullshit he has been saying, maligning Meghan Markle in the media. Well, the, the way he challenged him, though, he was like, basically, he was like, oh, so 
you know, true or false, man. So basically, you just mad because Megan shut you down and you know didn't want to holler at you, didn't want to give you play, which is exactly what now, happened. And now you simping. Is that what's happening? For those of you that don't know, that's exactly what happened. He's been very vocal about this. Pierce Morgan tried to take Meghan Markle out on a date or something. She got in the cab and he never and he never saw or heard from her again. Yeah, which means he didn't beat. And he somehow was under the impression that he had a chance. Let me explain something to you about your chances when you go out with these people, when you luck out. He saw that as a date. She did not see that she as a date. She did not. Nope. <laughs> it, not even a business dinner. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If I shake Megan the Stallion's hand, and now I look up now, which now she apparently her and Partisan Fontaine are fucking... I don't get to be mad that Partisan Fontaine fuck. If she had if she had a chance to be with a Partisan Fontaine, what the fuck does she want with me? Be hey, you dap that man up. <laughs> Just salute that man. And you congratulate him because he's doing he's doing what you would do in that position. You know you know what this is called in black people terms. You got to get the hater up out of you. Yeah, you got to get the hater up out of you, man. You got to get the hater up out of you. White people don't normally have this because white people aren't used to not winning. That's how we get incels. You know, if you had a, a nice conversation with Lori Harvey between the allegedly multiple men that she's always with, and, you know, you strike up a good convo, and it's like, man, I, I think we really hit it off, man. And y'all got something scheduled for next week, you know, and... You know, a couple of days later, you see on the IG with, with, with Mike B. Jordan. Hey, man, salute that man. Get that hater up out of you. <laughs> salute that man because, hey, like, bro, you're Pierce Morgan, bro. First, old enough to be Meghan Markle's daddy. Right. Uh, first and foremost. If she could have a strapping young motherfucker out of Buckingham Palace, the fuck does she need with you? A prince, nigga. A prince. The fuck does she need with your Mr. Belvedere looking ass? Get the fuck out of my face. Get the hater up out of you, Piers. And Sharon up. Osborne got a hold to L for defending him. Shut the up. The worst thing a hater can oh the worst thing a hater can have is a yes crew. And Sharon Osborne, Sharon Osborne is just clearly trying to hold. I get it. Love for Queen and Country. I get it. You trying to hang on to that last rung of relevance. Because you try, because you still holding on to the idea that you might you might get named the dame, because and, and, you trying to be British Chris Jenner and defending her friend or whatever. Get the fuck out of my face! Your friend is wrong. Look, your friend is wrong up and down wrong. I've I've had friends that have been wrong before. I am a person who has been wrong, and my friends have acknowledged this. You come to me and you tell me, and it's happened before. You tell me, you know, one of my friends has done some some wrong shit. I'm going to be like, yeah, that's my boy, though. Um, my, my friends used to tell me all the time. But I, I, I'll tell my boys when they fuck up, but I'm not going to, like, I don't defend their behavior. And I don't, Correct. I'm not in there like, ah, how can you even talk about them like that? I'm like, yeah, probably did that, but, uh, yeah. Let me tell you something. Still my boy, though. I have friends now. I have friends that will tell me, get that hater up out of you. Oh, that I was known for Get that hater. hater up out of you. I had a it was a chick I used to I was trying to get with in college. Her name was Natalie. What's up, Natalie? Natalie was bad. Anybody anybody that went that, that went with me, that that was in those circles with me knows who the fuck I'm talking about too. Natalie was bad. Go get Natalie on the show. Man, I gotta look her up. <laughs> uh 
Sorry, Jerome. I was in love with your sister. For real. Oh, okay. Now it got weird. Um, Jerome want to fight now. Uh, Jerome cool. Um, I was in, I, man, I was head over heels. The girl had the conversation. She was funny. All that shit. And she was with, and, and she was with this dude, Steve. Fuck Steve. Steve was his little, Steve was his little wiry borderline this little wiry ain't been nowhere borderline hotel motherfucker oh let's get steve on the show <laughs> no oh steve hate me uh steve hate tall niggas steve was like five four. Oh man and that was the other thing i was like man and i had just you know this is this is after i had come off of i had start i had started really working out i was looking good in them little athletic fit shirts and shit I was trying to be a strapping motherfucker. You know they call the good looking nigga strapping yeah. and shit. It's racist. Yeah. Is it? I think so. I like any I think anything that refers to black men is just racist by nature. Okay, fair. It, it was probably yeah. refer, you know, it was probably used to describe some animal at some point. Oh, okay. I don't yeah, know. I'm probably. just saying. You, I, you I, might be right. I'm just putting shit out there. And this and so I didn't understand. It was like this little wiry Pre spider bite Peter Parker looking motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not supposed to fuck with Morales, with Miles Morales before the spider. And I didn't understand. And I had to get that hater up out of me. Yeah. That nigga didn't last long anyway. That nigga was a jerk. That nigga didn't last long. Because women aren't stupid. And she saw eventually that that nigga was a jerk. But I had to get the hater up out of me. Pierce Morgan, get the hater up out of you. You're going to be a better man for it. And you're going to find somebody age appropriate. Like Cloris Leachman or something. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Cloris Leachman? Maybe. I guess. Uh-huh. Cloris Leachman, don't, she don't want him either. I just know old. Like, I just, like, at some point, I just know old. You know what I'm saying? Get the hater up out of you and shut the fuck up. And Cheryl Osborne needs to shut the fuck up right behind. You know when Cheryl Underwood tells you to shut the fuck up, you you need to shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, you kind of need to. On that bum ass talk show, that's a that's a, a facsimile of the real, which is another bum ass talk show with wafy women just talking. Um, and the number one person needs to shut the fuck up. I've been waiting for this all episode. Is Stacy motherfucking Dash? Dion from Clueless got to chill. So she did a she did an interview. I think she did an interview. I think this was Daily Mail. That's my first problem. She did this interview with Daily Mail about how um she didn't mean a lot of things she said mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and and she was an angry woman back in the day mm-hmm. and they made her say say nope. and Fox made her say a lot of things nope. that she didn't mean. Nope. And that she deserves a second chance. Nope. No. Nope. Cause, no. Because we told you this at the time. We told you this. What has happened is her stock is sliding. Yes. Her stock is sliding now that the political alliances and the political and the popular political parties are shifting. Yep. And you're not worth as much to Fox as you once were. Because there are no black people the the few black people that you pulled from Fox have probably divested Michael still been out of there Michael still been the fuck out of there yeah, we not letting him in the door 
He, yeah, MSNBC can't vouch for him. Nah, bro, we're going we gonna, we gonna to bring the plate to you outside. Just stay out here, man. I'll bring stay it out outside. To you. I'm going to bring it out to you, man. You just got to eat out here. I want to know. See, and that wasn't enough. For, I want to know who she was angry at. Talk about she was angry. Who are you angry at? Were you she, angry at us? Nobody. We ain't did shit to you. Because we sat down and talked to her and like, look, you you talking this wild shit now. When this shit backfires on you, you're going to come back. You're going to come right back. And guess what happened? She came right back to this Here piece. your ass goes. And she's not even attractive anymore. Bro. Yes, I'm shallow. Man, no, no. That's because I, I told people that when she converted, whatever liberal was giving her access to the fountain of youth, mm-hmm. revoked that shit. She looked like a Skeksis or whatever that shit is from Dark Crystal. Bro, Stacy Dash. And people tried to, and people were like, man, she's just out here doing what she got to do. And this, that, and the third. Look, that's true. But Stacy Dash, and they were like, first of all, she acted in years, so it wasn't like this was just something she was doing in between until the next thing, right? We ain't seen her in shit in years, and she had a real strong energy about the shit she'd been talking to. One hundred percent. Like, so you can't just walk back from that and say I was wrong. Like, you know, you were very, you were very strong minded about it, and all of a you sudden, you wanted that was to be wrong. there. How do we know you're telling the truth now? How do we know you're right now? Everybody in the community told you to shut the fuck up. And for your own good, Gabrielle Union told you to shut the fuck up. Right. For your own fucking good. You are, BET did a whole thing of, uh, of goodbye Stacey Dash. They started playing. <laughs> I remember they, they, did a, they did a few times. They played like, they would play like a two hour block of videos that she cameoed in and shit. Yeah. BET was trying to tell you to shut the fuck up. Like they put you in memoriam. <laughs> like you literally got on the all falls down plane, and we didn't see your ass on the block no more. Peace. And now, now that LA didn't prove too much for the man, now you want now you want to come home. No. Now you want to come in from the cold. You're not even of use to us in, over here anymore because your political your political opinions were based on nothing. You have no experience in those arenas, so yeah. you were saying you were just saying stupid ass shit to throw black people under the bus. Yep. That was based in zero educational background. She needs to get with Kanye and figure out how he's going to try to work his way back in. <laughs> Because they're they going to let him back in just because people still ride his dick. Exactly. So she needs to figure out how he's getting in. If this is the Dark Knight trilogy, Stacey Dash is the scarecrow. She just shows up. She just shows up, gets fucked off, and we don't see her no yeah, more. she just shows up. We're like, oh, damn, we ain't seen you since the first time. <laughs> what the fuck you doing here? Oh, man. Remember that, that stupid shit in the third when they tried to have Scarecrow Court? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That, that's her right now. We're like, where the fuck you come from? Stacey Dash trying to come in from the cold. You are not James Spader in the blacklist. No. Stay the fuck in the cold. Stay out there. You wanted to be there? Stay your ass there. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. And leave us alone. Shut, shut, Honestly. shut, 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 shut up. And keep your clothes on because that ain't going to save you either this, uh, no. this time. She ain't fine. Not anymore. No. She, man, I'm, I'm telling you, it, she peaked at the All Falls Down video. Yeah. That was the most fun I've ever, I've ever had watching somebody run for a plane. <laughs> ever. Oh, we hit it up. All Falls Down. Shut up. I, just stay there and shut the fuck up. And I don't know. 
I, I don't know. Maybe them white people got a job for you somewhere. Maybe, maybe get, you know what? Get with Ben Shapiro. Yeah, get with him. Look, look, see what Tommy Lauren's doing. I, exactly, exactly. Make make a little bum ass reboot of Charlie's Angels, but just with uh, women that we don't give a fuck about no more. You, Tommy Lauren, and uh, Amorosa. Wow. And no one will watch it. Wow. I'm just saying. I would watch that. I might to see it fail. Uh, exactly, exactly. It would be. It's gonna fail. It's gonna be on stars at like three o'clock in the morning. Damn. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We have certainly done a podcast. We definitely did the fuck out of the podcast. Guys, thank you so much for sticking with us um, and watching this podcast. It's just amazing how this podcast has evolved. <laughs> you mean it's gotten good? <laughs> <laughs> we were not jokes. This, we were not this savage two and a half years ago. Nah, we also didn't have a pandemic. We also didn't have a pandemic. Um... Yeah, I guess civil unrest. So right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. See, this is kind of a lot of these podcasts for for us tend to be tend to skew a little younger. You don't get that kind of savagery from from young people. No, you don't get this kind. Of, well, no, I'm not going to name any names. You don't get this kind of savagery from them though. <laughs> you get the savagery right here, being a part of the opinions while black community. And I, let me tell you something. As this, as 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 the vaccine seems to be making the rounds, and things seem to be, there seems to be a little daylight. I guess it's spring break right now, so we're gonna see in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, man. I, I'll I'll reserve judgment for about two weeks. See, that's where they fucked up. They had it's refund time and it's stimmy time oh, right around spring break. During spring break. Ooh, that was a bad move, Santa. Oh, that was a bad Fuck. move. Ooh-wee. Let me see what a flight to Tulum is. <laughs> I think I know somebody in Tulum right now. I'm sure we all know somebody in Tulum right now. Or somebody that's about to be. Oh, They're man. not even waiting anymore. They're going to start having vaccine parties. You know, the CDC announced that, you know, vaccinated people can be, can, can be together with low-risk people. The nigga still ain't going to get no... <laughs> what are the price? You know what? Let's look that up. What What are the average? You can Google like the average Tulum ticket. Oh, I'm, I'm looking right now. I'm, okay. I'm actually looking. Uh, wow. What is it? It's like 145. Oh shit! Wow. Round? No, hold on. I mean, even if it's not that's round, one, that's, that's low. one way. That's uh, low. Let me do. Let me do round trip. One forty-five. That's low. God damn. I did that. Uh, let's see. That yeah. must be like a, a, an Expedia deal or some shit. God no, damn. No, this is this is going straight through straight through the. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, about no three hundred. About three hundred dollars round trip, man. No wonder you fucking idiots are going out there colonizing that shit. Like you can you can do the stimmy. Right, and fly out same day. That ain't even that ain't even gonna hit you hard. Damn, that same day prices too. And no, I was tempted for about five seconds. Let me sit my ass down. Yeah. Um. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this journey. As always, it's only gonna get better. Yeah, it's only gonna get better. It's only gonna get more savage. Y'all notice I'm getting a little better at this shit. Randall, see, Randall is experienced and worldly, and he's been a, and he has been a part of some some well known, excellent projects. Um, 
Do you have anything coming up? Um, I'm not going to jinx it by saying anything. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. All right. Fair. Um, I will say this. Radio Galaxy will be releasing some new music within the next week or so. Hey! Here with the air horns. <laughs> Are we going to debut that? Of course. Okay, good and, job. And it, yes. won't, and it won't get pulled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they, take that, Silk Sonic. Yeah, they got three songs coming out. Hey, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Radio Galaxy. Love y'all. Um, no catchphrase, Space Bunny, King Midas, Cause. I love y'all to death. Um, keep, man, keep working. I love them, man. Yeah, They're yeah. great. Um, anyway, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode 129 yes. of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I am still D. Randall. As always, in parting, titties.